0: We've had what can be defined as nothing less than a horrible week I think in the USA this week yet the stock market just keeps on going up what's that all about Jim Cramer at thoughts and we'll share them today along with our own my friend Paula Pant from Afford Anything joins us on today's Money with Friends Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacking Benjamin show. I'm Joe Salci. hi
1: And I'm Paula Pan. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Paula Pan. <laughs> there you go. I was wondering if that was a question.
0: And Paula, where are you today?
1: I am in Las Vegas, Nevada.
0: Where you usually are when you make the Afford Anything podcast.
1: That is correct. <laughs> that is fantastic.
0: correct. It's This is, this is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. We also help our thought leaders do their part. And today we're tackling one from, from Watch. Not only do we read them and we do them live, as you can tell, like some podcasts, we dive into how these affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show that you can take with you to be better with your money the rest of the day and all usually less than 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. Tiller is the platform that I use to not only have a budget, but to track my expenses. It's your financial life in Google Sheets, automatically updated every day. The most flexible way to track your finances in one place. You can also use, if you choose Microsoft Excel... To kick the tires and for 10% off, if you decide that you want it, 10% off your annual subscription, you have to use our link, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Well, guys, I have no idea how I did it, but I convinced Paula Pant to be a part of our show the next four months. It's amazing, Paula. Did I get you in a moment of weakness? Is that the deal?
1: I, I had just absolutely nothing to do. I'm just staring at the, the <laughs> void of an empty calendar going, man, there's, there's only so much like Veep I can watch on HBO.
0: That is, it's so funny you say that because our mutual friend, Chris Gillibo, who also is joining us these four months, he was going to go on a book tour and he literally told Bobby, he said, well, the book tour has not happened, so I might as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I remember Chris and I were talking about it. This was right when coronavirus, right when we were first learning the word coronavirus for the first time. And we, we had a conversation, which is now just hilarious in hindsight, where he was like, hi, I wonder if this is going to have an impact on my book tour. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Maybe a slight one. Maybe a slight one. Well, hey, we've got a great headline today uh, that is really, frankly, kind of disturbing Um, from Jim Cramer. We want to talk about this, Paul and I, today. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show, and we'll get into it.
1: This is Trey from truetrey.com. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it's time for our headlines.
0: All right. Today's piece comes to us from Market Watch, and it is written by uh, Quentin Fatrell. Uh, and the headline is, at the end of the day, the market has no conscience. CNBC's Jim Cramer says, nobody's investing to make the world a better place. Boy boy, uh, let's dive in. CNBC's Jim Cramer has a theory on the markets. At the end of the day, the market has no conscience, the Mad Money host said this week. Investors are simply trying to make money, and that's why they're crowding into the stay-at-home economy stocks, because the stay-at-home economy just got a major extension for many investors. Right or wrong, thoughtless or cerebral, it's worth exploiting. Stay-at-home stocks include Netflix, Slack, and Zoom, Amazon, Facebook, DocuSign, uh, Oak. K-T-A, Fortinet, and DraftKings. I love how they include DraftKings with online betting in that one. If I'm at home, I might as well be betting. We've, <laughs> we've got protests all over America that many places turned into riots. And what does the market do? Rally, he said. Kramer's Charitable Trust, own shares of Amazon and Facebook, CNBC notes. Is the market totally heartless, indifferent to the pleas of the protesters, he said, referring to the nationwide protests and subsequent looting and clashes with police over the killings of George Floyd uh, by Minneapolis police while in custody. A policeman was filmed as he pressed his knee and the full weight of his body on Floyd's neck for several minutes. Is it condemning police brutality or endorsing it? Kramer said many people want the market to play a constructive role in the dialogue over racial equality or at least they want it to go down to express some empathy for these troubled times we're living through that's not how it works the truth is the market's blind because it has no eyes it's deaf because it has no ears he said nobody is investing to make the world a better place
1: paula this is the mother of all super spreader events he said He warned of protesters flouting the rules of social distancing to prevent the spread of COVID-19, the disease caused by the novel coronavirus. The CNBC host recommended stay-at-home stocks and warned of a huge second wave. He added, this is the mother of all super spreader events. I said that twice. He said businesses have another reason to keep their employees staying at home. The number of confirmed COVID-19 cases and the number of deaths continues to rise. As of Tuesday evening, there are 1.8 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. and 106,180 deaths and 29,968 deaths in New York, the largest of any state in the country. Worldwide, there were 6.3 million confirmed cases and 379,709 deaths, according to John Hopkins University's Center for System Science and Engineering. The Dow Jones Industrial Index and the S&P 500 closed slightly higher Tuesday as investors investors weighed the impact of the political unrest over the death of George Floyd in police custody in Minneapolis, as well as possible progress in COVID-19 vaccine research and fears of further deterioration of trade relations with China. The markets are digesting the escalating social unrest and COVID-19 and the effects that may have on corporate earnings
0: and we're recording this the day before it hits our uh our audio feed so uh as of 1 pm eastern time paula the market's up three roughly 300 points again today so i have to say I, I guess i want to kick it off this way if you would have told me that i had a week where i forgot coronavirus existed I would, right. I would have said holla flippin luya. Loo- loo- <laughs> However, out of all the ways to forget that it exists, this is not the way I wanted to forget. Wow. Yeah. Yet the Absol- market, absolutely. yet the markets keep going up. What do you think about what Kramer said here?
1: Well, I disagree with the phrasing that at the end of the day, people don't invest to make the world better. And the fact that this article points out that Jim Kramer has a charitable trust and his investments are held in the charitable trust, I think is a perfect illustration of how many people are using the money that they make from their investments to make the world better. They are either investing in socially responsible index funds and uh, and various socially responsible funds, or they are taking the proceeds of what they make and donating it to charity, or they are investing inside of a donor advised fund, um, or all of the above. So I think many people do invest to make the world better, However, the market itself uh, and the moves that it makes is not a, a democratic voting system. Um, it is not how people it's not how people express their opinion of what's going on or their feelings uh, about what's going on, in part because many of the transactions are not executed by people. Many of the transactions are executed by algorithms. and so a lot of what we see when we see market moves are algorithms, their stop loss orders getting triggered or their, um, you know, limit buys getting triggered. They're, they're algorithmically driven, um, decisions that often are, are, have been pre-programmed into the system far in advance.
0: So you're saying that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we always hear the phrase people vote with their money, right? You're saying Mm -hmm. that even though people do invest their money, it's not always, we shouldn't consider it literally a vote all the time.
1: Right. I think people more often vote with their money, or some people vote with their money, through the consumer products that they purchase, uh, through the organizations that they boycott, through the organizations that they donate to. Um, In those ways, people vote with their money, but in terms of executing a trade on, uh, on Wall Street... Algorithms do that. Algorithms do a lot of that.
0: It's it's uh, we we do this live uh, in front of a Facebook audience, by the way, or with a Facebook audience because we include uh, our our audience. If you want to be a part of the show or hang out with us while we make it, head to Facebook.com/forward/slash IStackBenjamins, the Stacking Benjamins Facebook page. Normally. I, I don't bring in the audience right away, but our friend Josh said something that I think is appropriate here. Josh said, mm-hmm. something I've heard Kramer say before is it's better to invest to make money and then use that money to support the causes you care about. That explains how he can support so-called sin stocks like tobacco stocks, gambling, et cetera. What's also interesting though, Paula, and I know on an Afford Anything podcast episode, you and I did this. We also covered it on Stacking Benjamins. It used to be back in the day that, mm-hmm. that uh, 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 socially responsible Investing meant that you had to accept a lower rate of return. I mean, BlackRock mm-hmm. has shown lately that that's that's not so much the case anymore. You kind of can vote with your heart and your wallet and make a difference at the same time.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yes. So we did a, we did an episode about this on the Afford Anything podcast as well, um, in which we interviewed uh, an expert from Morningstar who specializes in socially responsible investing and um, in in a to condense down an hour of very technical conversation into a brief sound bite, essentially what he said was, was precisely what you just said, Joe, which is that back in the nineties, uh, when socially responsible investing was relatively new and tobacco stocks were just increasing. Um, yeah, back, back then it seemed as though there would be a trade-off. And as a result, that type of sp- impression, that impression left an impression. So people still retain the impression that they formed of socially responsible investing back in the 90s. But what was true in the 90s is no longer true today. And what we're seeing is that socially responsible investing, at least up through the data through January, February of 2020, um, actually outperformed not socially responsible investing,
0: yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. clearly been the way to go, has been socially responsible investing, even in this is horrible to say, but even for people that don't care, even if you don't care, you <laughs> made more money being responsible. Uh, <laughs> not, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> not, the, not the position I want to be in. Yeah, I don't care, but I helped out and made some money anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, we have seen on social media the last couple of days. Uh, people start to put pressure on boards and organizations saying, okay, yeah, you posted all the cool tweets. You said, yeah, that all this matters, mm-hmm. but what's your board makeup look like? What are you actually doing about it versus, you know, just saying these nice platitudes? Do you think that, do you think that we're going to start seeing social justice investing coming?
1: I I hope so. Um, I certainly think that we're going to see share- more shareholder activism and Right now, um, and, and again, I, we talked about this with Dr. John Hale when he came on the show. Uh, right now, if you don't need to own very much stock in a company to be able to engage in shareholder activism, you can own, I forget the exact numbers, but you can own a very little, a, an amount of stock that is accessible to, the, to a middle-class family, um, you can own that amount of stock and engage in shareholder activism. And I certainly hope that many people are doing that.
0: It's, it's, uh, so so I, well, you know, we'll get to the takeaway here in a second. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to ask you just, just a little more about this from an investment standpoint. Where do you think we go from here?
1: You mean what should we do as individuals? Yeah. Look at socially responsible funds. Um, I, I, number one, look at socially responsible funds and consider putting a portion of your portfolio there. If if that is the way in which you want to um, put your dollars, align your dollars with your values, uh, donate more of your money. Set up a donor advised fund. A donor advised fund is amazing in terms of it, people. I people in my audience, people in the F- afford anything community, love tax advantages, and a donor advised fund is a way that you can. Uh, get rid of the capital gains tax on your investments and give that money to charity at the same time. And and so you're, you're not passing that tax burden to the charity, that tax burden just goes away. So you can have growth in a taxable brokerage account. You can, instead of paying taxes on that growth, you move the entire amount into a donor advised fund. And then now you have a bigger pot of money that you can then give to any like qualified nonprofit of your choice, anything that reflects your values, that addresses economic injustice, social injustice, systemic racism, that addresses those important issues that you want to donate your money to addressing. So um, I think that that's a big, big piece of, of where, where we go from here, what we do with our investments.
0: People want to check out, by the way, the the uh episode of Afford Anything with Dr. John Hale that uh Paula's talking about. Josh has your back. He says it's episode yeah. two fifty. Way to go, Thank Josh. You. Paula owes you ten bucks. Uh, Annette's hanging out with us and says going green might be cool now with the air quality we're seeing. She says three weeks to everybody's at home. So she's counting the weeks to the gallon, not the miles per gallon, but the weeks to the gallon, three weeks to the gallon for, for the win Annette's had. That's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. That's great gas mileage, but, uh, either that yeah. or maybe Annette needs to get out more. I don't know. In, in just a second, not, not in the middle of a pandemic, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, she could go hiking, you know, she it could loves. go, she could keep her distance and still get out of the house. <laughs> she could uh, just drive in circles. <laughs> Josh says, Uh, Paula, you should donate the 10 bucks to a cause you care about. So, uh,
1: there you go. thank you. I, I will, I will. In fact, I'm, I'm matching donations to three different nonprofits. I've, uh, uh, committee to Protect Journalists, the Atlanta Community Food Bank, and the Children's Development Association.
0: Well, wow, so. I started that as a joke, and it's a real thing. That's cool. See, yeah.
1: see what happens. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm matching donations up to three thousand dollars. You just give me a screenshot.
0: You start messing around, and Paula gets her wallet out, and there we go. Uh, coming up in just a second Paula and I are going to have a big takeaway from today's piece but while Paula thinks up the best thing she's ever said on any podcast ever I'd like to to talk just for a second about our sponsor for today's show Tiller. Tiller's the place where I manage my money and the reason I like it is because every app that I've tried to use has significant or maybe not insignificant downsides let's put it that way because it seems like there's always something i'm tripping over either the app is free and they're trying to sell me a bunch of stuff or it's too granular it's not granular enough well the cool thing about tiller is because it's based on a spreadsheet i can do whatever i want i can actually make it more granular in places i want it and then i can keep it really light and easy because i like to move quickly uh, where i don't want it i Even though I have an appreciation for a spreadsheet, I'm not generally a spreadsheet guy because I like to go quickly, which is cool that Tiller has a whole community of people that create spreadsheets, so I don't have to. I can use ones that the community already has, and then every day all my transactions are automatically uploaded, and I can get them wherever I want safely and securely. For 10% off your annual subscription to Tiller, use our link, and that's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more. Big thanks to Tiller. Paula, I, I wish I had a drum roll. What's what's uh, what's 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 our big takeaway from this piece today?
1: Uh, our takeaway from this piece today is if you want, uh, if you want your investments to work towards creating the type of world that you want to live in, um, you know, don't don't sit back on your couch and expect. That the market will naturally do that. It's up to every single one of us as investors to uh, both invest in companies that that are that we believe in, as well as donate the proceeds of those investments to the organizations that we believe in.
0: I'm going to change my takeaway because because I love yours, but I really love Paula something that you t- talked about earlier, which is the fact that if. If, and you just start it this way. I'll start it this way. If if you want to see change in the world, vote, right? And people mm-hmm. don't think that when they own stock that they really have a vote. Like, we don't even think about that piece. But you really do have a vote there, too. Like, voting extends to your pocketbook and not just in the things that you buy, but maybe to shareholder activism. And different than in the past, there's not a uh, price that you pay. There used to be a return on your money that you had to pay to get uh, things working the way that you wanted or to invest in the companies that you wanted. Now it's becoming much more granular and easier to do that. So, uh, Mm -hmm. that's it. Go vote. How about that for a takeaway? Absolutely. Paula, if people want more afford anything goodness, where do they find that?
1: On the afford anything podcast, which you can listen to wherever finer podcasts are downloaded, Spotify, Pandora, Apple podcasts, Uh, check out the afford anything podcast. And if you want to hear that conversation about socially responsible investing, um, again, that's an interview with Dr. John Hale, episode 250. And the short link to it is afford anything.com slash uh, episode 250, episode
0: 250. Th-
1: that's, is, is it Afford Anything slash episode 250 or is it just 250? No, I think it's episode 250. That's, yeah, that's I, v- I think I know my own URLs. <laughs> that's very creative.
0: <laughs> creative titling, by the way. Almost as creative Wait. when our mutual friend who appears on Afford Anything with you, or uh, excuse me, on Stacking Benjamins with you and I, Len Penzo, decided to call his site LenPenzo.com. Like very creative.
1: <laughs> the eponymous site. Right. In fact, it was through Len Penzo that I learned the definition of the word eponymous. Of course, that sounds like lead. (laughs) Tomorrow,
0: we're going to learn more definitions. We're going to learn the definition of what life is like. How about that for a transition? What life is like after the PPP for small businesses and how that affects your favorite store down on the corner. So on behalf of Paula, I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow again here back at Money with Friends. Bye-bye.